So when I'm going to shop, I like, I want to see how it looks on someone like my size and also looks on me because colors look different on different skin tones. And then two, I want to see how it's going to fill out on my shape because I'm very <laughs> voluptuous. I am. Um, and yeah. sometimes stuff just won't sit right. And I want to make sure it's going to sit right before I buy it. And I think that a lot of people miss that mark. Welcome to the Retail Queen podcast. My name is Erica Rhodes. I am a business coach, boutique owner, and online retail queen with a passion for helping women grow their businesses and make more money doing what they love. I left corporate at the age of 23 with a mission to make an impact on this world through empowering women just like you to shoot for the stars. I'm so thrilled you found my podcast and I'm so thankful you're here. Now let's do this thing. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Retail Queen podcast. I am so excited today to have my friend Erica here. She is a back-end business specialist. She helps female entrepreneurs buy back their time with her four-step process to build systems that make businesses fun again. Um, Hello, I'm so excited you're here. Hi, so excited to be here. I know we have been chatting on Instagram for a little bit now, and you gave me all of the good hot spots to eat in Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. So you are from Atlanta, correct? Well, I'm actually from a town like an hour and a half away from Atlanta. It's a smaller town, but I live in Atlanta currently with my husband. Yeah. Cool. So tell me a little bit about you, your business, and the people that you serve. Yeah, so I tell people now how I introduce myself. I'm a social worker turned VA turned back-end business specialist. It's the best way to sum up my career as possible. I, you know, graduated with my master's degree in social work like two, uh, like four-ish years ago. Decided it wasn't for me because of, you know, how emotionally taxing it was and I found out about being a virtual assistant while I was working in a corporate job. And I was like, oh man, this sounds like amazing. I can work at home. I can have my own thing. This sounds great. So I took the leap and became a VA. Um, And then like at the end of last year, my husband and I both ended up having to have surgery within like two weeks of each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had to take a few months off of business and I was like, what do I really want to do? Like being a VA is great, but like what else is there can I do? Mm And after like, you know, talking to a coach, I was like, man, I'm really passionate about like helping people get systems and structure and order in their business. So I was like, well, I could do this like as a service. And it was the best decision ever because I've been, you know, more, I've been showing up more online because of it, been excited about the work I'm doing. I've actually been helping people, you know, get structure in their business. So it's been great, honestly. Awesome. So are you full-time now in your business? Yeah. 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 Uh, I bet that, I know how that feels. (laughs) That's, uh, it's just a different life and it's just, it feels so good whenever you are your own boss and it's, I don't know, it's just, there's just something about it that like working from home and making up your own rules and not only like all of that, but helping people along the way. It's just, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) 
It is. It truly is. It's hard to explain it to people unless yeah. like in the world, but like I try to talk about it every chance I get. I'm like, I know it's not for everybody, yeah. but it was the best decision I could have made for myself. Um, definitely opened up opportunities for me that I think I would not have had, you know, yeah. otherwise for sure. Yeah. So, so basically we, is that how you got started in your business? You found out about VA and then you kind of transformed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what type of people do you mainly work with? Um, I work with entrepreneurs of all types because I'm already so niche. Like systems is such a specific niche. I yeah. don't want to minimize like who else I work with because to me, what I do, it can help everybody truly. Yeah. Um, everybody needs like structure and order and everybody uses systems in their business to run anyway. Yeah. Um, and so I don't ever want to limit what type of entrepreneur I work with. Um, I will say like common characteristics I found in my clients already is there are people who they want their go-getters, they, they have big goals, um, and they want um, to see their business succeed long-term. And so that is usually their motivator to getting their systems in order. So for those that don't know anything about systems or anything like that, can you kind of explain that and kind of explain the importance of that? Yes. So I was actually so funny you asking me this because I was just like talking about this on my story. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta, you know, I get questions all the time like, oh, like, why should I do this? And I'm like, yeah, this is why. Um, so systems, you know, you use systems in your business all the time. Whether you have them formally outlined or not, you always use them. They are just a way to tie every area of your business together. To make sure it's running smoothly and the reason why it's super important that you need to have an outline is because it brings you clarity it helps you run your business more confidently if you have them outlined and it just helps give you structure in everything that you're doing um and i'll like give you an example if you like you know somebody that has a retail store or online mm -hmm. boutique if you don't have your systems together when you get a ton of orders in you're going to be overwhelmed about how you need to handle and process those orders. Where yeah. if you have a written system that's outlined, you know all the steps. Mm -hmm. You can handle it a lot better if you had a ton of orders come in. And then two, you would be able to delegate better because yeah. you had that outline. You could tell somebody, hey, this is exactly what you're supposed to do. There's no guesswork. There's no Googling what mm -hmm. I need to do if a problem occurs. You're not wasting time um, because you know how to run your business. And I tell people that all the time. This isn't about me. Of course, I want to help you. And of course, I want to be able to have a successful business myself. But this is about you. How do you want to run your business? How mm -hmm. do you want it to be structured? And do you want to spend all your time Googling and not being sure of yourself and not being confident and not knowing how it's running? Or would you prefer to know how it's running? And yeah know where you're going and know how to delegate it's all about what you envision for your business and if you want to be like those people you look up to they all have systems they do exactly exactly a lot of people don't know like going into business they don't know like all of the things that you have to have in place in right. order to, like to be organized so i think that is so so important i'm glad you teach that because a lot of people a lot of people need help with that stuff yeah. 
So you've also been using your platform not only to educate people on building systems and saving time in their businesses, but you've also been using your platform to educate on Black Lives Matter and sharing resources there. I've seen a ton of valuable stuff. So can we talk about the importance of allies in using their platforms to educate others on Black Lives Matter and being a voice for anti-racism? Yes, um, I think like a lot of the things I say and do tie back to my education and social work, but something that one of my teachers said um, in one of my courses is really important and I feel like it rings true for this. Everybody can't go into the same space and make, create influence, right? So the spaces that I can go in and create influence, you might not necessarily be able to go in and create influence and vice versa. So mm -hmm. if you have a platform and if you, you know, in your family or in your community, you can go in and create that small ripple effect, which will then roll out to being a bigger one. You can go in and create influence, especially if you're a white woman or a white man, there are different levels of influence that you have that I don't necessarily have the same access to as a black woman. And, you know, someone might hear what I'm saying and they might think that I'm complaining or uh you know I'm trying to say like my life is harder than yours and all this stuff like that versus if you say it it might come across in a different way it might hit them in a different way you know um, and I think it kind of ties back all to business too that's why there's so many business owners and different coaches and this and that because people take people's perspectives differently yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's important because it can't just be up to just black people to say, hey, this is what this is our problems. This is what I'm facing, blah, 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 blah. Not only is it tiring, but sometimes people just aren't going to get our perspective. They aren't. Yeah. So what would you say to the business owner or even somebody that's not a business owner? that truly wants to use their voice, but doesn't know what to say in fear of saying something wrong? I think the best place to start is to just li first listen. Um, I think listening to people's stories uh, is super helpful. Because um, even during the last few weeks, I've learned stuff about, you know, Black, other Black people that I just was like, oh gosh, I never experienced that before. Um, and so I think listening is a really big thing. And I think it helps develop empathy with yes. other people's experiences because you're like, man, I've never had to deal with that. Um, and it's kind of like, it opens your eyes to see like, wow, I can't believe that this is the world that we're living in. And then I think too, educating yourself from different perspectives because the education that most people receive here in the United States is very whitewashed and there's no better way to say that really it's very yeah. whitewashed and I knew that from a kid young kid in elementary school I would get taught one thing in school and then I would go home and my mom and my parents would teach me other things from black um, authors and black other you know people I got a whole nother education basically at home because my parents wanted me to know about the real issues that I was going to be facing as I got older. So I think the thing is, you have to open your perspective. And that means 
reading things you might not necessarily have read before from different people from different backgrounds. Um, I think those are the two big things um, you can do before you can even really start to like say anything. And then too, you have to find people that um, are going to be open to having conversations with you. I'm honestly that person for a lot of people because I just would rather people know versus not knowing. Like if you want to come to me and ask me a question, I, I will tell you if it's too emotionally taxing for me to answer. Um, but nine times out of 10, I say, hey, yeah, here's these resources. If you want to have a conversation about it, cool. I just need to be in a mental space to handle it. Uh, that's how I take things. But I think those three things really are it before you can say anything, just educating yourself and listening. Yeah, I personally, I have found like listening to people's stories and finding ways to educate myself. I've found that very helpful in being a voice. Um, and like you said, I mean, there are so many things I didn't know, but because my black friends have spoken up and shared their stories, now I know, now I can be more empathetic and I can share, share and be a voice to create ever, everlasting change, not just right. change for the week or change for a month, like right. to help create change that lasts. Right. Um, and that's something that you've spoken on too. It's not, it's not about just talking about it for a week or, you know, posting a square for a day. It's talking right. about it constantly. Right. And I, I was saying that because I think people are like, oh, what should I do this week? Or what should I do for the next month? And I'm like, guys, this is not going to be just like a one month thing. I think yeah. we've kind of gotten into a bad habit as society because we move so fast that we're like, oh, somebody died. Oh, we're sad about it for like a day. And then we go on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just like not a great way to think about society or to operate as a whole because it doesn't allow people to grieve properly. Um, and it doesn't allow issues to actually get solved. And that's why we are in this cycle of this keep of this happening over and over again. And I think what's a little bit different about this time is that people are not letting it go. They're like, we're tired of it. Um, we don't want to keep experiencing this. Let's actually solve it. And so I think that's why it's important to keep the conversation going. If you want to learn and be a true ally, it's going to be a lifelong thing. Um, it's not going to be something that you can just do in like a month. You're going to constantly be learning because and I said this in a video too, we all have like inherent biases. I have biases as a black woman. You have biases, you know, yourself. And so you have to constantly challenge those biases because most of them are unconscious. Yeah. Uh, and they happen within a second of an interaction that you have with somebody. You could see somebody in a store and have a, your, your bias could be operating. Yeah. And you have to constantly check it and be like, is this something that I, is this a fear or is it a, is it irrational? Like what, it, what is it? You have to challenge it. And is this true? I think that's a lot, something I've been learning too. Is my thought process right now true? Or is it based off facts? Or is it something that I'm making up that's like deep within me that I haven't worked through yet? I think that's super crucial. Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, is this fact or is this like, my brain like telling me what is yeah you know, um 
yeah, sometimes you just have to look at like your thoughts and ask yourself those questions. Right. In what ways can someone help create change for their black friends personally and or through their businesses? I think it's several things. Well, and again, I say the first thing is listening. Um, And listen to with the heart of not getting defensive because I've had experiences over the past few weeks and I've had, I was just talking to a friend, a close friend of mine this weekend too. And he's also had these experiences and most black people I know have where they have shared their feelings and they mm-hmm. got attacked for it. And mm-hmm. that doesn't create a safe space for people no. to share. Um, and I think what is happening is uh, a lot of, you know, white people are getting a, defensive because they're like they're scared about what's happening and the conversations it's uncomfortable so when they hear hey this is what's happened to me and this is how it's made me feel you know not about you but just like about my experience with white people in general they're like how dare you have these thoughts and I'm like this isn't about you honestly you got to take your yourself and your emotions out of it because I don't most people I know they're inherently good. I know that they don't, they're not overtly racist. I know <laughs> that they don't want to cause me harm. I was like, but you, you know, you got to think about how your life has benefited just because of these things. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you should apologize for all of it either. It just means you need to listen to somebody else's experience and just listen with an open heart to not, um, go in there and attack because those people that have attacked me I'm like I don't I can't be safe with you anymore it can't be the same our relationship isn't the same because I'm like I don't feel I genuinely don't feel safe to share with you and I think that's the biggest thing if you really want to help just listen it's not if somebody comes and they, they attack you as a white person then that is on that's probably something that they were dealing with personally um because of an experience that they had um and i when people have attacked me like that personally because of their experiences with another group of people i have to take a step back and be like they probably don't mean that personally it's probably just because of something that they've gone through yes yeah and i just think it takes like awareness to realize that okay if this person comes at me like this are they really meaning this towards me or is it just because of the, the heaviness of the situation? Um, and then too, I think that the other thing you can do is just try to probably have more friends of color. Cause I know that as you get older, you tend to kind of migrate to people that are like you, they're very similar like you. Mm-hmm. So you probably need to look around at your, like the next like 10 people closest to you be like, do I have anybody in my circle that's like a person of color or black? Yeah. Um, Because if not, then that's probably shaping your experience and how you look at these situations too. If you don't have a black person within your friend group or within your family or whatever, you might not really be in touch with what's happening like you think you are. Um, And then I think too, as far as like, the other thing as far as like business-wise, I think hiring people that are people of color is also helpful um, just because it helps closes the wage gap. Um, 
in the especially in the online industry it helps closes the wage gap and then two um the other thing i've been seeing people doing is they've either been donating or they've been creating um scholarships and i it all depends on how you do it as a, to how it comes across um if it's something that's been on your heart personally to do for a few months then it's going to come across as genuine um and i think there are a lot of great ladies in the space teaching people how to make their businesses more diverse. So I definitely would go visit those people's pages. Um, I know that that's one coach, her name is Latisse Hudson. She has like a diversity training on how to incorporate diversity into your business. And I think learning, yeah. right, learning how to do those things business-wise yeah. you know, through the lens of business will help you do it in a way um, that, doesn't come across like you're being like you're just trying to capitalize off of the situation yeah yeah so i think you have to and two that creating a diversity plan is just like a system you have to think about it as a long-term thing um you have to really sit down and handle it like with care um so you can make sure it's planned out appropriately um i hope i sum that up right if i yeah that was so valuable. So valuable. I wanted to ask you about this too. Um, so in terms of like retail businesses and boutiques, um, do you think, or how do you feel whenever you go and look at somebody's website and see that all the models look the same? Um, it really, well, it kind of, it irritates me because yeah, genuinely, and it, like I said, this is not like me being racist. It's just almost a fact Black women and white women are shaped very, very differently, like very yeah. differently. Sometimes when I go to try on clothes, I'll look at it on the model and I'll be like, wow, that just did, does not translate to my body at all. <laughs> so when I'm going to yeah. shop, I like, I want to see how it looks on someone that, like my size and also looks on me because colors look different on different skin tones. And then two, I want to see how it's going to fill out on my shape because I'm very <laughs> voluptuous. I am. Um, and yeah. sometimes stuff just won't sit right. And I want to make sure it's going to sit right before I buy it. And I think that a lot of people miss that mark because I'm like, just throw in a few different people just so you can see how it looks on different people. I'm like, I think she, this, you know, this, this skinny white girl is very cute. She is in this outfit. She looks great. But I'm like, how will it look on someone that looks closer to how I look? I don't yeah. know. And that stops me from buying most of the time. Cause I'm like, I don't really trust that it's going to fit on me. Yeah. Cause you don't know how it's going to look yeah. on, based on the model. And yeah. I would rather buy from, I would rather buy from a smaller business than I would like versus say like Walmart or Charlotte Russe or like Target or something. I would rather yeah. buy from a boutique um, just because I'm from a small town. So I understand the importance of smaller businesses. I would rather buy from a smaller boutique, but if that's all the, the only models you have on their way, I'm mm -hmm. being real honest when I say, Oh, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can wear this. Yeah. Yep, I totally get that. I've seen a lot of um, stores kind of like open their eyes recently and realize, oh, like we need people of all shapes and sizes, of all colors, you know, we need women of all. Right. <laughs> like we need to models to represent real people who are all different and right. not just the same 
skinny white girl in every picture. Right. So I, I've seen that a lot recently, and I think that is so important. And I think that is a good step in the right direction is having models that represent all kinds of different women. Right. Exactly. I think so too. Um, Cause I, I love, yeah, like I want to, I love when I see brands that have like every sh- shade of person yeah. in there, every person, people from every different background. And I also like to see brands that have people that have disabilities. Cause I think that's another, that's a whole nother thing that I yes. you know, you don't see. And I love when I see those things. Cause I'm like, yes, they're, it's like, it's like brands sometimes ignore the fact like, Hey, everybody isn't perfect. There are people out here who have other things happening yeah. that also want to wear your clothes. Um, and you got to be able to tap into all of those stories. Like, you, you know, you don't want to make someone who has had cancer or who was in the army and they might be missing a leg feel bad just because you haven't, you know, thought about them enough to put them in your clothes. I think all that stuff is important. Yeah. I think that is so, so important too. Okay. So as far as resources, I know you said there's are a couple different people that would be good for resources, um, coaches, you know, people like that. Do you, can you think of any off the top of your head? Um, yeah. So Latisse, uh, Hudson, I think, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. I'm, I can name all of these people. They've been doing really great work the past few weeks um, trying to educate everybody on how to diversify their business. So yeah, Latisse Hudson, and you can find her on Instagram. Um, she's a business coach, but she worked in HR. So she was helping people diversify their businesses and then another girl's name is Simone McNish. Um, she's been doing a workshop on diversity as well and how you can start thinking about the conversation um, in a different light. Who else? There's, there's like more people. Oh, another one is Topsy Vanderbosch. She's a mindset coach. Okay. Um, her and two other ladies Elise K and Tamasha Suber, they all did a Bridging the Gap masterclass. And it was about talking about how to change in regards to diversity and how to make um, the online space more inclusive. Um, and if you go to her, I can send you all these people's links so you can make okay, sure. Okay, yeah. We'll put those notes. in the show notes for yeah. the people listening. Yeah, but all of those people are really, really great people to go follow for like online business stuff. And I think the the other person that is really, really big, and she's been doing this work for a while. Her name is Rachel Cargill. Um, she always talks every single day about like diversity and just educating people on different things about race. Always, always. Um, and so she's another really good person to go to if page to go to if you want to learn about you know diversity and how different experiences affect people's walks of life yeah awesome and then of course you you've posted you've posted several things and videos and posts you have all kinds of stuff on your page as well um so we'll put definitely put her erica's um instagram in the show notes as well um where else can our listeners find you on social and how can they work with you if they would like to work with you yes so on so my instagram is erica ige 
Um, and my Facebook page is Erica Ige Co. With Co. Um, and that's how you can find me on there. I also have a YouTube, but I haven't really been putting videos up on there. I'm planning on it, but I haven't quite done it yeah. yet. <laughs> um, um, that is also Erica Ige Co. I do have a Pinterest too, uh, and I, I do post things related to uh, business there, and it's uh, also all of it. I think all my stuff now is Erica Ige Co. I tried to make it all the same so people could just find me. Perfect. Yeah, if you type in Pinterest, you should be able to pull me up. Right okay. Up. But as far and as like how people can work with me, I was like, I'm forgetting a question. <laughs> as far as how people can work with me, um, right now I have one-on-one 90-minute -on -one, uh, intensives. Actually, it's two 90-minute intensive calls where I help people deep dive into their business and their systems. We pretty much talk about everything, how their systems are structured. We create new systems and processes. If they want to know how to set up an automation, I help them do that. If they want to know how to hire a team member and how to onboard and train them, I help them create and plan out all that. And I also talk to people about managing their time better because that's a huge part in making sure your business is running better. You don't want to be working all the time. So I talk heavy about that. And in that, after that, those two 90 minute calls, I create all the stuff for you, the SOPs, the, um, the systems, the processes, all of its outline. I create beautiful like visual flowcharts for you to follow. I give out, you know, video how-to tutorials and I give you templates for other things to work in your business. And then you can take all of that and go, but it's a really, really good deal for somebody who may not have any structure um, because you get everything handed to you and I, I'm the one creating it after the phone call you don't really have to do anything besides just get wait for me to give you the stuff um, and then I am coming out with a group program um, in a few months and it's going to be teaching entrepreneurs how to start basically from the beginning of not having any systems not having anything to working through all of the areas in your business that you need to have systems in and then also how to automate them and then also there's going to be a whole section on how to hire contractors and how to do that process from beginning to end and also how to, you know, run successful teams after you onboard them. So super excited about that. Awesome. Okay. So I will um, put any links for all of that that um, I'll get those from you after this. Um, okay. We'll put those in the show notes for everybody. Thank you so much. You've provided so much value here and yeah. I know the listeners are going to love all of this. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add or talk about? No, just telling everybody, don't feel, be afraid to get your systems worked on. I know like it's a huge like mindset thing for people to have to say like, oh, my business isn't running as mm -hmm. well as it could be. Don't be afraid to get this work because it is truly, even in those two calls that I do with people, it's, it changes your business's outlook. All the people that I've worked with, they felt 10 times better afterwards because they know what they're doing. So if you're struggling, don't feel afraid to reach out. I'm not going to make you feel bad for it. I just want to be able to help you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was thank so you. good to talk to you. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Retail Queen Entrepreneur Community. 
This is a Facebook community for entrepreneur-minded women that know they are meant for more. We discuss all things business, mindset, social media marketing, tips, and collaboration. Simply search the Retail Queen Entrepreneur Community on Facebook or find a link in the show notes.